Can she grope you? Can you just grope Tiger? Just right now, just reach over and just caress her boob gently. Just, yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah, Tiger, just go into it. That's it. You know, just go into it. Now, now maybe just give her a gentle kiss on the nipple. Oh, oh that was good. Oh, ooh, and a mouth. Oh. You know, if you need to take off the rest of those clothes, you can totally do that. No, no, we're recording now. You're recording now. This is the moment. We're starting early. When he sees nudity, when he I just see naked, goes for it. When I see nakey. When I see the nakey and she's just stripping it down. We should have like little music like... Ooh, cute little panties. I like it because they're a nature tone. Purple? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're like kind of a... They ma- match with her... Uh, Purple. Her skin tone. Purple. Burgundy. She's got a cute little butt. But look what's around her neck. Oh my she gosh, that's right, color. that's right. Courtesy you of... You are, congratulations. You, what is it? Go into the, the... Someone, either you announce, Joe, announce why Tiger has a brand new fancy pantsy schmancy pants collar that you just made. I promoted Tiger to full submissive, oh. so she has an appropriate collar now. Yay! Congratulations, she seems very happy and loopy about that. Oh, he gets a hug. You don't get a hug. I don't ah, get a hug. You know what? I just picture the hug. I just picture <laughs> it. Where's Mew going? Mew. <laughs> she's getting looks her like, blank. Mew looks like she's completely tired. Oh, she's now that. Wow, you they're just making today? out. Oh, my God. Just make fucker. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did that come out? Just fucker hard. What? Uh, Joe's got <laughs> some fucking nerve, man. Just, just coming out here making out with somebody. Mew has just. Uh, just She's just given Aww. up already. She's now at my feet. Oh, she's Jesus. lying on a blanket on the floor at your feet. On my feet. It usually is annoying when a dog puts their head on your feet, but she's but much not cuter. Mew. Yeah, Mew's no, she's adorable. She's okay, and I can just kick her eventually. What? <gasps> <laughs> 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 At least you waited until she wasn't taking I'm just kidding. Don't bite my leg. Bite don't, his leg, Don't you. bite my leg. Bite Ow, don't, don't bite. <laughs> ah! Harder, harder. Stop it. Oh, God, it tickles. I'm going to kick. That's a bad idea. <laughs> you ever do that? I'm going to kick. I'm going to kick. <laughs> you can't control yourself. I can't be held responsible. <laughs> All right, you happy fucking people. You want to start a show? Yeah. The show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of an actual perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts! Hey! I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie. Unger's over there, and God damn it, we got nudity and and biting mew and sticks and... Oh, wait, 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 wait! Happy birthday, you're a pervert, get your spankies. Sticks. Happy birthday, <laughs> you are great. <laughs> Yay, it's Sticks, sticks. birthday. <laughs> He's finally legal. He brought his own cake. <laughs> he did, he brought his own cup. Sticks, how old are you? Uh, 34. 34 years old, my God, you don't look a day over 
some year three. three. <laughs> That's very good. Congratulations. Welcome, welcome for celebrating uh, here with us on Perverted Podcast. Uh, well, why wouldn't you want to celebrate here if it were your birthday? It I is. Mean, it is true. It is amazing. I can't. I had a birthday yesterday as well. Yes, you did. I did not even realize I had a birthday until like eight o'clock at night. We had a really. It was a great. It was a good day because Soap was here. And it was a rare day that Mew and Bunny were here. Usually Bunny's here just for soap because it's like kind of the Littles age play party. And uh, But Mew just happened to be here as well. And so she hung out in here and you know, kind of she got here a little bit later. Uh, and in time for Marshmallow Obstacle Course where we set up marshmallows on napkins all over the dungeon. And literally they just like 20 Littles just are like... And they just converge. Miguel and I set up like <laughs> 80,000 marshmallows. And you just get the fuck out of their way, dude. In little, the little world, lit- I think marshmallows rank <laughs> just below glitter. Right? Uh, it's glitter. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's close. Yes. It's real close. It is, it is super close. So, um, so, yeah, we did that. And then Bunny wanted to bunny because she just finally sewed her other bunny paw. So she had her paws and everything, and when she goes bunny, she puts on the, the, the tail and the ears, and and she just goes nuts. And uh, we went inside of the you know the, the jail cell uh, at Threshold and closed the big gate, and she just brought balls and sparkles, and it was just bunny mayhem. She had her carrots that our friend in Texas made, uh, and it was funny. It was just amazing to see her just <laughs> like, ah! Just you throw the ball and we played like some weird little game and soccer and kick and <laughs> stuff like that. And she just had so much fun. And then Mew came in and, and it just, you know, and then it, of course it got some sexy and there was some perversion and some dark age play. And you perverted the bunny? Yeah. Yeah. They, they caught, and it was, it was great, you know, because Bunny's totally into humiliation but hates it at the moment. And I like started doing things. And these are all her friends that are like walking by and I'm like, you're going to suck my fucking dick. Right here. Oh, you perv. <laughs> ah, it Man. was so good. And people are walking by. And she's like, oh, 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 oh. And so, but then afterwards, I'm like, all right, fine. That's enough. And then we go into the room and she's like, just gets on the bed, bends over, and kind of points at the, okay, I'm ready. It was fun. It was, it was real fun. And then mm-hmm. Mew was there. And then she, I was. It was a good time, and so uh, Bunny was ready to leave, and I'm like, all right, this has been a pretty good day, you know, considering the, the week or so that I've had, and uh, and Mew's like, hey, I have a present for you, and she hands me this, like, medallion, it's kind of dark, and I look down, and I'm like, oh, that looks like a an AA medallion. Oh, fucking A, what's the date? How <laughs> could you forget? Yes. I'm six years sober. <laughs> I've been sober. She for six remembered years. and you didn't. Well, that's why she's the brain and I'm the I make punch. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I make chocolate milk and stir punch. So it was it was kind of nice. It's and so you're like, well, if you're gonna have a a sober birthday, because it really was. What's exciting about it is you don't think about it as much because this is just the life you lead now, and it's just what an amazing day. That just had fun and sexiness and connection and that, you know, the great relationship that we share with each other. And there wasn't even a thought that I needed to be getting high. There just wasn't. It was just a fantastic day. And and, and when you're in that disease and the physical part is, is fucking with your head, you know, you're like, oh, my God, I'll never have fun again because I can't have 
fun unless you're fucking high. And it's just like I have found that to be completely the opposite. I have ten times more fun. I have ten times more of an amazing life. And I'm not dissing people that can drink and not have a problem with it. But I'm just saying for me, for people who 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 cannot just drink and then stop, um, you know, I've never had more fun in my life. And so it was it was kinda cool. That's cool. It's cool cool. What's going on with you? What's the Oh Jesus, not that. Uh huh. Yeah. Go for it. What? I thought you were going to talk about your coconut spray. Oh, coconut spray was just, yeah, yeah. You know, I do massage therapy and, uh, well, sort of, you know, I I used to. Um, And so I found a great new uh, treatment um, that I think would be revolutionary. So um, both Bunny and Mew love coconut. And so I, you know, of course, hack it open and drain the water. And you can cook with coconut water. It's supposed to be good, high potassium, you know. Why do you say uh, it like that? Yeah, you know, just, just fucking health benefits. Because <laughs> everything I fucking do has to have some sort of benefit or I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so uh, so I hack open coconut, right? And so... How do you hack it open? You Well, you use a hammer. You First, you take like a like the corkscrew wine opener and you punch out the eyes. Uh-huh. And then you do, you know, and you push the little thing and, and the... You make two holes, so it creates like a little vacuum, and then you dump it into a cup so you can keep the coconut water. Uh-huh. And uh, and then uh, you hammer it open with a hammer, and then you kind of get a butter knife, and you just kind of start prying, and you whittle your way down so you can snap off big pieces of coconut. And they love it. And so I have a problem with it because I have you know some problems with my throat. So I have to chew and chew and chew and chew. So I'm sitting in my chair and I'm chewing on this piece of coconut, right? And I'm working on some music. And I'm chewing and chewing and chewing. I've ground this thing up to like just coconut powder in my mouth. But I have trouble swallowing. And I've just before I was going to swallow, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to sneeze. Oh, oh no, no, you did not. And all I could do, because I'm like, you can't swallow the water. There's nothing. I just turn to the side and put my hand over the mouth and go... Kathy, ew! You see slow motion. You never. You do not know how powerful a human sneeze is until you mix it with an entire mouthful of ground thousands of grains of coconut. That is disgusting. The spray that I made over my hand, and I only caught (laughs) half of my hand, and it's just dripping with just chunks of coconut. And the fucking, like, the whole floor is covered in white. Ew! It looked like fucking Christmas, Kathy. Like, I made... did that really happen? Like, I was a snowblower. Like, I was a coconut (laughs) snowblower. And I look, and I go, oh, my fucking God, and it's in my nose now. It's like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die. <laughs> just die. So, so yeah. So uh, don't don't sneeze with a mouthful of highly ground. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Not good. But we do uh, potentially have a new sponsor. Potentially have a new sponsor. How hard did you have to work to get there? <laughs> I, I have to. I have to. I definitely have to do more than other shows. <laughs> To get you this, get but a chase after. To, I got to chase after and, and do stuff and to say no, no, we're really cool people. We're good. We <laughs> promote the fuck out of you. But there's a website, primalhardware.com, and it's a uh, hardware w e r e like werewolf because the guy's wolf and whatever. Really cool guy. Really good company, and they make all of the ovipositors, the alien egg, egg implantation uh, dildos. Um, long tentacles, 
Um, and then, of course, they make other sort of anthropomorphic... Is that the word? When you do animal like whatever. Yeah. Um, so basically muse... Her dream, her dream fantasy of uh, having alien eggs planting inside of her. Um, And so I was kind of working with him and, uh, you know, I'm doing some jingles and stuff for him. And I I said, hey, you know, because he's I'm just going to get him on the show. And and so he said, yeah, okay, well, pick, you know, pick the one you want. And uh, and so I'm going to do another jingle for him. And then uh, he's he's going to we're going to get that. So do we get to hear the jingles? Huh? Do we get to hear the Well, jingles? yeah. I mean, well, like when we have them on the show, I'm going to have them call in and talk about it. Because, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm seeing more and more like non-kink kind of little, what do you ever you call them, vignettes or whatever on YouTube documentaries on the whole alien implantation thing. I just that I it have is no a, idea that's it is, a thing. It is such a thing now. It's gross. That so many people are into it. Ew. And so uh, it's kind of hard to find people that make these things. And so uh, Primal Hardware... Um, that's one of their specialties, and they have instruction videos on how to make the gel molds. So they give you a mold, uh, you buy a mold uh, from them, and then you get the gelatin—not like Jello gelatin, but um, actual like gelatin gelatin—and then you mold your eggs, and then they're obviously you know biodegradable; they're not toxic or whatever. So you leave them inside. And you they put just... them inside, masturbate, and then uh, the the person just kind of births them. You know, <laughs> look at Mew. You just <laughs> looked up with a huge smile. When on I face. said that it looks like we're going to be able to get you your ovipositor, I swear to God, <laughs> she said I might keep you <laughs> because That's literally important. I, from day one, there's a few things about our relationship that you just know. No matter what, her being a doctor is more important than me, and that's how it's supposed to be. And the other thing is, is if there is an alien takeover of the planet and these aliens happen to have tentacles, she will leave me right. to join the aliens. Right. And yes. it's always been known. That so now, sense. thanks to PrimalHardware.com, I might be able to you know, salvage right. this relationship in the case of an alien uh, right. an alien attack. You, you, ju- you got in there, didn't you? That's, a, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. That's what it is. FedLife.com Bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs FedLife.com Consensual, safe, and sane-ish See, it was coconut, Kathy It's just, just, just yeah, I'm very happy I wasn't the there The fucking cloud, it was awful That sounds disgusting Smelled great, though Like coconuts Yeah, like that's why I said it's like a spa day treatment I'm sure they didn't think that The the coconuts, the individual coconuts No, the girl (laughs) sitting in the room with you No, there weren't, no one was here It was just me by myself I brought her in, I said look at this And she's like, this is You brought her in to look at this Your coconut splooge I was kind of proud of it I mean, literally, it was like, fuck man, get a snowboard Let's fucking do this You're like, (laughs) come and look at this (laughs) I could do a trick in that, that's so much Ew Should we talk about this or should we check in with Angurla? Okay. We'll do that after. Angurla will always be there. Yes, he will. <laughs> He's like the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> you always know you'll be my hero, Anger. He's ignoring you. <laughs> Anger's the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> He's dying a little oh. inside. <laughs> oh, we we had him die all the way a long time ago. <laughs> All right, so All what's right. on Bet Life? <laughs> we have a post from, I never know how to say this. I know we've talked about this person's post before. Ancilla L. Ancilla. Ancilla. Ancilla sounds. L. And then an L at the Ancilla. end. Ancilla. Yes. Uh, say it like that again. Ancilla. 
<laughs> she wrote a post called A Gentle Sadist. I know you had trouble with this, Boogie. I'm going to break it down I for did. You. Break it down for All me. All right. <laughs> too many words. I can't. <laughs> I glass <laughs> over. <laughs> Just completely. I fucking blow coconut, Kathy. That's what, that's what I'm good at. That's what did it, huh? Yeah. When you read the post. Yeah. I'm just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know that. If it's longer than three paragraphs, it's I lose you. Just, just start masturbating. It's fucking horrible. Oh, Gentle okay. sadist. <laughs> you thought he yoded, didn't you? <laughs> Stop. Don't do it. Gentle sadist, I am. <laughs> Sometimes forceful, I we are. She's <laughs> never going to let us read one of her posts again. Oh, Yoda now. <laughs> Hear my dominance, you do, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, go. No, I can't now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. I'll shut up. Well, I'm, I have a little backstory here. She's um, she's a total masochist, loves wor- uh, playing with sadists. Sadists, like really hard sadists. She loves right. the hard shit. So Good for she's her. with this dude that she's just met, and she says, everything went right. He seemed like all the other sadists, but suddenly he didn't seem like himself. He hit me hard, and I screamed, and the skin took the right color, but something about it was off. For the first time, masochist felt like a role, not something I was. It felt like he was playing a role, too. Later at night, after he fucked me and held me, his fingers went looking between my legs, and I resisted. He stopped kissing my neck, and he whispered in my ear, If you squirm again, I'll hurt you. And of course I'm me, squirming comes naturally, as did his fingers, twisting and turning and trying to fit inside a box that was already too full. He hurt me just like he promised, not in any way scripted or presented. The next night we lay together and his fingers ran over the welts and the bruises, so light and sweet and gentle. His fingers settled on the biggest welt he could reach and he squeezed it with his fingers just hard enough to make me wince. If you don't behave, it'll be so much easier to hurt you, he said. Gentle sadism. What a concept. You got nothing to say. Uh, no, I do. Did I now, break that, it down? No, for no. You? I heard, I was staring at Gumby. I have a Gumby figurine there. And Did Gumby speak to you? And though? sometimes when I'm just you know I'm kind of you know a little lost, you know Gumby kind of brings it all home. He tells you how it is. Huh? He tells me how it is. So I think yeah, I I understand your explanation, and that in the that there, that you don't always have to be harsh and screaming. In order to achieve a level of, of sadism. Sure. And it, it tends to be a, a stereotype of not necessarily a, a screaming, yelling sadist, but they do have the. Why are you smiling? What is she doing to your feet? Nothing, because I'm just picturing being a screaming sadist. Oh. <laughs> Get on your knees in front of me! I'm going to hit you now with this crap! I am a screaming sadist! Oh, 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 oh! Fucking Sam Kinison comes back oh, from the dead God. and is now a sadist. <laughs> so you want to be a sadist, huh? Oh, oh, oh! Get on your knees, bitch! Stop it! You don't know anything! Oh, oh! <laughs> what? Good too soon? Golly. It's too soon. Or. Joe liked that (laughs) As did our new uh, We have a new uh, audience member Hi new audience member What's your name? Scotty Scotty Scotty. Beat me up Scotty's here (laughs) 
so no, but, but there is a stereotype. Very stern, very uh, behaves in a certain way, very aggressive, tall, broad shoulders, big muscles. Like you will do as I say. Like yeah. it's completely like fuck you. This is uh, everything is mer. Right, exactly. And that's a that's a jam. You know, that's a I'm jam that some people anything, respond yeah. well to. Especially if you're new to the community, that's the stereotype in your head and the, that's uh, usually what basically you Basically the sociopath I don't give a fuck about you. No, I'm beating you like meat guy. I did not go that or far. Gal. Not sociopath. Oh, okay. Well, but but yeah, they're out there, of course. Yeah. I mean. Uh, the average sociopath is probably not a into BDSM, but do you think they are? Do you think they're here in the community? They are. They walk among us. The sociopaths we, walk among us? Yes. We, 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 we try to get them out. Do you know a few, Boogie? <laughs> we try to, I have. I have, unfortunately. Yes. Uh, any in this room? Unger's <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> waving his hand. Unger. <laughs> so um, I remember the first time I encountered this phenomenon. And it's not that I was really expecting anything, but I, I was not... I I would say I was not expecting the level of gentleness that came with such a harsh attitude. I I don't know how to say. It's almost impossible for me to use the word side by side because, and it was with Creative Explorer, and he... I asked, uh, he wanted me to take my clothes off. And in the beginning, I was very self-conscious. I didn't like doing it from him. So he used to let me go in the other room to do it. Right. Because I always felt like I'm a total dork. I'm going to fall over. I know I am. The minute I go and try and take off off a sock. (laughs) Yeah. It's just that hop. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's Then you're up and you're like on a turtle on your back. And you're like, "Ah, help me up. Get this sock off my foot. Yes. And that's. I do that. Sexy as hell. You know, fat turtle on her (laughs) back. Just. (laughs) Help me up. Yurtle. <laughs> Ooh, sexy yurtle. Oh, my God. And so uh, I asked him again for like the third time, is it okay if I go into your room and take off my clothes? And he just looked at me with this just amused smile on his face. And he just said, no. no. And it was so, I, we had many conversations after that about, for some reason, what it was about his voice when his voice got lower or more stern that... Uh, seemed to carry more weight than if he were to actually grab me and make me do it. Right. So it was a very um, astonishing realization. And uh, I remember reading this post and thinking, I, I totally understand what she's saying because at that moment when you're with somebody and for some reason that person, all it takes is a whisper, sure. but it's the right words and it's in the right way. And you, it's hard to square that circle. How do you gentle sadist doesn't even make sense it makes me want to laugh every time i say it especially now that i've got you and fucking yoda in my head <laughs> alleviate your pain i will if you do not obey <laughs> oh wait panties are coming off her panties are coming <laughs> off wow you thought, you, were gonna, you thought you were gonna sneak that by me huh no You've got panty radar. I got fucking, I got nudity <laughs> radar. Oh, look at that. That's very good. Oh, she's pretty. She's, is she closing her? <laughs> no, she's cross-legged. not. Cross-legged. Sit cross-legged. Come on. Do it. Why oh. did you just have her blocked? <laughs> What's up with cock blocking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't you have enough? You have a woman lying at your feet. Do you have to have it all? Debbie, you will submit to my authority. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Ow. Stop it. <laughs> Is it Vietnam? Oh, oh, oh. I never liked Sam Kinison. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, was I awesome. Didn't he? Yes, he did. Oh, in like the nineties. Yeah. 
Mio, you know, I'm about to... You need to move your hair because I'm this close to stepping on it by mistake. Scoot a little over this way, Pumpkin. All right, you're okay, good. Thank you, sweetie. No, I, I do. This this starts to now... For some reason, when I read the post, I was like trying... I always try to ex- extrapolate, like, what is the poster's moral of the story? And then how can maybe some other points of view um, get mixed in with that? So then, like, what's the angle or what's the devil's advocate or whatever? And for some reason, I was just reading it and I just... I couldn't get the word gentle sadist out of my head. It's weird, isn't it? And be, but it is a gentle sadist. because, And not gentle, there's still going to be pain, there's still going to be suffering, there's still going to be sadomasochism, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that gruff, aggressive wrestling. You can, I mean, yeah, hair pulling and stuff like that, but it, it really is most of what I do with my girls and my play partners is a lot of that. Just your intention because you know of course you can be aggressive and grab someone by the hair and say suck my dick bitch and 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 those types of things are really hot for a lot of people but there's also something when your intention is very strong and i can just look at them and and we don't have to speak you know they know that this is the plan this is what you signed up for you have a safe word but if i don't hear that safe word and you don't do what I need you to do in this plan, that's where the consequences are going to come in. Right. And my Michelle, who's here on the show a lot, she's like that. If you've ever watched her play, she calls herself a sweet sadist. And, oh, my God, she is a very intense player. And you're not going to see a lot of demonstrative actions out of her. But she will hurt you so bad with in the most caring, compassionate (laughs) way. She's all, does that hurt when I take your urethra? (laughs) But just I literally <laughs> remove your urethra. <laughs> you no longer can pee. Is that okay, pumpkin? She's a meanie. She is a She's just literally a mean meanie. Person. Just a flat out meanie. That's a vagina, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's looking looking that's a it's a well a well managed vagina. What, looking. what do you mean by well managed? Well managed, I mean it's just it's just a good little package. A little well taken care of. I mean, you know, it's it's groomed and everything like that, but I'm just saying it's like she works it out or something. Why and don't little, we embarrass her some more? Describe little, her labia for us, why don't you? What's great about her labia is uh, is it's great because it kind of has, it has more of the butterfly. Thank you. Can you please spread that? Please, thank there you so much. There we go. Thank oh, you. Oh, she's got a great butt, too. She's got a great butt, too. So um, the when, when it kind of comes down and then there's like, so the labia, you know, usually you just have the two strips of labia on the side, but this one kind of goes down and thin, and then it goes a little wide, and then it goes back thin again. So I it's see what you're saying. Like yes. the butterfly. So when you grab it, you can like, you know, because like the clit looks like, like if you put two little antennas on the clit and you spread that out, that shit would fly away. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> just be like, I'm a butterfly. I'm gonna go and pollinate. <laughs> and she got a nice. She's got a nice vagizen too. She does. The yeah, the vagizen is real. The. Va- you don't listen to the show anymore. <gasps> she just uh. looked questionable. She does not know our vernacular. <laughs> she is not aware of the words that we speak. She doesn't know what a vagizen is. The vagizen is when you are going down on a woman and you look up the oh. vagizen where you overlook the body and you watch all the different twitches and muscle and body language and eyes and stuff like that. And she was complimenting your vagizen. Good vagizen. Vernacular. <laughs> <laughs> Vernacular. 
tuck it, tuck it, tuck it, tuck it. You were so much of my authority. Stop it. You are worthless and weak. I will fuck your brain. Ansel L. is regretting ever having <laughs> given us permission to talk about this. <laughs> I just tell you, that'd be a great scene. If you if it wasn't for the hoarseness, I would do that for an hour. Yeah, pl- I'm so <laughs> grateful scream. for the hoarseness. <laughs> now we need to check in with Unger. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. I'm sorry. Unger, Unger, Unger. Hi. Unger, Unger, Unger. Unger. Unger, Unger, Unger. Sociopath. <laughs> He's just shaking his head. <laughs> Hi, Unger. Unger. Hello, Boogie. Hi. Hello. Okay, now that's... We, mi- we missed you last week. He sounds week. like he's barely holding it together. <laughs> uh, you, you should work on your aim. I should what? Work on your aim. Work on my aim? That way you won't miss. What? I don't know. It's Unger speak. <laughs> you said you missed me. If you work on your aim, you won't miss. Oh, yeah. I bet the chat room would get it. Bad joke. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> Still a sociopath. <laughs> yes, I am. 100%. Unger, <laughs> last week, apparently, you weren't here, so the chat room broke. Did you hear about this? <laughs> The chat room didn't break because I wasn't here because yeah. it was broken tonight too. Well, then it's still but your I fixed wrong. it. So oh, whoa, fixed see. it. Well, actually, actually, Aki and I fixed it together. So. Yeah, that's very good. So, what's going on? What's going on with you? Where have you been? I, I had to work. That's where oh, I that was. That is so anticlimactic. I you couldn't know. have made like I had to work at saving a kid dying from cancer or some shit no, like that. No, just numbers by cutting off the ki- arm of another kid and sewing it onto the kid that, that had cancer. What? No, Boogie, no. Hey, sometimes you got to make a choice. Welcome to America. Who would you cut off? Mew's oh. arm or Bunny's arm first? I could not, wh- whose uh, arm would I cut off first? Yeah. Well, I would probably say Bunny. <gasps> because, well, Mew's got to be a surgeon. You can't be a surgeon without that. But, you know, <laughs> Bunny's going gonna, gonna to be, you know, Bunny <laughs> can. curled around your feet laughing. Literally, Bunny could. <laughs> Totally, like, just, like, she bunny flutters so much, like, you know, rabbit's feet are cut off all the time. Oh, why did I ask? Let's pretend I never Sometimes you got to make a hard decision, Kathy. <laughs> I don't think Bunny's going to be very happy yeah, with you. Because I wasn't in the choice. I mean, if they wanted an arm, I'd you give them. You should have cut off your own yeah, arm. Yeah, I mean, because Bunny's a singer. You know, I'm a musician. She's You're trying gonna, to get gonna yourself be a out of this hole. No, I'm not. I'm still cutting off Bunny's arm if it needs to be. Just happen. But I'm going to be a gentle sadist about it. <laughs> if you don't give me your arm for the dying cancer child, it's going to be big problems. But <laughs> were we talking to Unger? We were talking to Unger. Oh. Hi, Unger. <laughs> Hello. Uh, that would be a great show, just like everything. Whose arm would you cut off? <laughs> It's such That's a good, not a segment. It's a great date. Not it's a, a great date segment. conversation. No. What's going on in there? Anybody we know? Um, all the regulars. Laz is in there. Livy, Ronlin, Bacon Panda. Bacon Panda. Yes, Bacon Panda. Styx is in there, even though he's sitting here. What? He's in two places at once. Yes. Styx? Really? <laughs> it's like parallel. It's, it's almost like downloading light. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I told you you can't do that. <laughs> You guys are making fun of me. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> you cut off one arm to sew on a cancer kid, and everyone fucking talks shit. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> understand what's going on. You're like, I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> Vernacular. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I just It sounds good. I just repeated it for a couple hundred weeks. We keep cutting Unger off. Yes, Unger. Do you have something? You have something coming up, don't you? Unger's going to do a oh, taster. Oh, related to the chat. Yes. I will be doing an electro play taster. Yeah. Um, at the first Club Awakening at Sanctuary IE. It'll also be my first time going out there. Wow, is it going to be that boring? Yes. You sound boring. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to present it like that? No, actually, oh. I'm, going as, I'm actually uh, going as um, as as Topsy. Topsy the Clown? You're doing electroplay dressed as a clown? As a clown? Of not bad, I take not everything bad. back I said. <laughs> that is insane. That'll be fun. <laughs> Where is this now? Uh, Sanctuary IE. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that like, for example, what does IE mean? (laughs) Inland Empire, they've Uh, they've opened out near Ontario. Okay. Uh, And you're driving all the way out there to... To zap people as a clown. Zappy clown. Yep. Cool. That was very cool. Very, very, very cool. Zap people in every way I have, which is a lot. Uh, Lots of zapping. Well, good. Good job, Unger. Good. Oh, that reminds me. What? Creative Explorer found online this metal, huge, thick metal collar that has one of those pet zapper things oh, integrated yeah. into it. Oh. And he's all, you want, he's looking at me like, what, what do you think about that? I'm all, you come near me with that fucking thing. You're and all, we that will through. just. You, can can you send me the link to that? That will just be ball kicking. <laughs> Creative Explorer, when you hear this, send the link to Unger. Unger the Ogre on Fet. Right? Uh, uh, no, it's Raggedy Ogre. Now it's Raggedy Ogre. It's been it's Raggedy, been raggedy Ogre, Ogre for ever like since oh. the start. And you're a friend with me on, on Fet. Thank you, Kathy. Wow. Did I hurt <sighs> Unger's feelings? Yeah, I don't have any now to hurt. Yo, oh, yeah, bull. Yes, you do. Bull cancer kid <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> you got feelings, bro. And you're my I friend on and Fet. You're my life. friend. And you wouldn't even know <laughs> I changed my day. Does her pussy taste like eggplant? Random topic. Now. <laughs> Why do I love that one so? Because <laughs> it's like Friends. <laughs> it's like the Friends theme song or something. <laughs> All right, Kathy, we're gonna get Give a little. A go. We're gonna get a little serious. I don't know how this is gonna work out. I'm gonna read because you know I don't ever because you my made notes because I made three pages of notes. And well so at them. least I might as well read two seconds. There is a dangerous and cringeworthy phrase that is spoken by those that run parties or dungeons across the world that we at Perverted Podcast would like to suggest to you is possibly, possibly, a burning flag red red warning that the party you are going to attend will likely not be a strong advocate for your consent or the behaviors of the people around you. This party might have a higher chance of dangerous or inexperienced players trying to perform activities with you that they cannot safely execute. And this party possibly is run by people who do not wish to hold people accountable to a higher standard of your positive experience. And with this statement, they are actually telling you all of this with an attitude that makes them sound like they are the real BDSM and you are some weaker version of BDSM. Kathy, would you like to know what that phrase is? I would, Boogie. That's good. 
I'm going to tell you what that phrase Please is. Please do. Because every time I hear it, I get that little cringe. <laughs> in your butthole? I just, just in my, uh, in my uh, yeah, in my rear star. <laughs> yes. In my rear star. When talking to a party host about the party's rules and expectations of guests, they reply in a condescending tone, we don't really have rules. We let adults be adults here. We let adults uh, 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 be adults here. I'm sorry, but being a sociopath, that could be bad. Yes. I would just Thank you, Unger. Kind Thank of imp- you. it's kind of like implying that they don't need rules because they are obviously superior adults and uh, everyone that goes to their party is a superior flawless adult expert player whatever. And every time I hear that, it gives me that little cringe. And once again, you are right. Everyone is entitled to be an adult. If you know where you are going, then that's those are the party rules, and that's what you go to, just like a jack-off party or any party that's fine. But the attitude where you take that snotty attitude, like we let adults be adults, I would like to remind most of our listeners that at least in America right now, at any given time, we have 4 million adults in prison. Uh, 2% of adults are clinical sociopath, psychopath. Um, there's a lot of things that adults do. Like adults, some adults, and some, it's not all, but some adults manipulate. Some adults cheat. Some adults do not care about the facility that you are at and will spread their things everywhere. I've seen it. I'm the janitor. So when you hear that, it's kind of like people don't want, they just don't want to be accountable. They just don't, they just, it's this attitude that somehow we're better than you because we don't have rules. And yet I've been to some of those parties and you are always going to see people's consent violated. Because obviously, you know, a lot of times it has, you know, alcohol and whatever. And I'm not necessarily saying alcohol or breath play or some of the things we don't allow at Threshold are necessarily going to send you to BDSM hell or something. But I'm just saying when you take that attitude, that snotty attitude, that somehow the fact that you say adults can be adults is going to remove any risk of adults having shitty behavior at your party. I think that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. It's also an intensely ignorant statement. Yeah. Because you are assuming that, first of all, you are the epitome of an adult. Sure. You're perfect. And everybody else is, too. And I, I just, I cannot imagine that anyone can live in this world and have seen the things that we all see and can assume that you can leave a room full of adults together and everything is going to be fine. And never going to be a problem. Yeah. No one's ever going to be a problem because we've never seen that at Threshold. To me, so. that just means you don't want to police them. You don't want to do rules and you want to seem like the good. You want to be, you the, be the, the cool, cool guy. parent. You want to be the cool parent. Yes, exactly. And, it, and it's just the, the reality is. And once again, if, if you disclose that this is this type of party and all bets are off, and everyone's going to rape you and grab you and do whatever, and you're going to drunk. That's honest, and, at least. You know, you're up front, and if, once again, I think letting adults be adults is is just fine, but you have to be really careful on how you disclose that and make sure that people who, who come to your parties understand because a lot of times they don't share that. They don't put that on their wall. 
They just they say that in passing. Oh, we don't have rules because we let adults be adults. Yeah. And I, I actually encountered this attitude from attendees of parties when I used to work a lot as yeah. a gatekeeper. Yeah. You, know, you work at the door and people who are not members of Threshold because they haven't gone through an orientation have to sign a waiver. Sure. And if you're somebody who comes to Threshold a lot and you're not a member... Every party you come to, you're going to have to sign that same waiver. Sure. So I would encounter many people who would roll their eyes or like if there were a lam- there was a laminated sign of, of rules up by the yeah, gate, they, they would look that. at it and go, do you guys really need to put this? Aren't we all, don't we all know this stuff? And again, I was always astounded at the ignorance of someone who assumes that everybody in the world is like them. That because I know it, everybody yeah, every, does, and yeah, we all behave the same. You're never going to have experience new people coming in and, and doing things that are wrong, or there's not people. Once again, there are people who le- just legitimately do not care about somebody's experience, yeah. and they they have no problem breaking someone or or pushing someone past whatever their boundaries are or ignoring their consent or any number of things. And so I think... As a diagnostic, once again, you have the right. If if you understand where you're going, then that's fine. But for me, that's a big trigger. That really is. That's just a huge trigger. And uh, I don't know. I had some other point. Read your notes. <laughs> I don't know. I hate this one. I hate it. Why? I don't understand. I you. hate it. I said what? But you can't let. I'm just going to read it. I don't read even know. It. I'm going to read this. I don't even know what the fuck I wrote. <laughs> said, but you can't let some people do something. Oh, that's right. There are rules that are created at a party, just like laws are created. It's because some people, if you don't have rules with some sort of consequences, they will just do whatever the fuck they want. And so you have that in place to stop those people and with a consequence that says you cannot come here if you exhibit this behavior. This is what our rule is because we have found that that is... uh, not how we want to run our club and it's not fair to the people that you are abusing or harming or the facility that you are abusing or harming so we have certain rules now then there are it's always going to be the case that the rules that are in place or the laws that are in place there are some people like say specifically with alcohol and breath play that are going to be responsible that would be responsible the majority of people would be responsible like with alcohol, we we didn't have that many problems with alcohol um, because most people didn't drink. But if you have, if you if you have the rule and you say, oh well, then now we have to be the police. We have to vet every single person and say whether or not they can drink alcohol at the club because we know this person to be responsible and they won't go into a place seen intoxicated or do things uh, after they've had a drink or whatever. So now all of a sudden the club has to spend every waking moment vetting each individual person and every person that doesn't like the fact that they're not allowed to do something. That's not how it works. So we have a general rule that applies to everyone, and that means that some of the people who might have been responsible with that extra, you know, uh, risky thing, don't get to do that thing. But that's how you make a, you, an organization work. That's how you make a, an organization work that does care about consent, that does care about people's limits and making sure that everyone in a general audience has the best experience and has the least amount of problems. Right. <laughs> That's it, huh? I got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it always pisses, it always pisses me. Anyone else have a comment on that? Anyone else have some experience comment? 
No one has anything no. to say. Okay, well, fine. Okay, so anyway. And now we're we're about to play our own devil's advocate Yeah. as we launch into our next segment, because we're going to talk about the other end of this. We are? Yeah. Did uh, you realize that's That's what this is? <laughs> Wait, let me push this button, I and s- then we'll, we'll see what happens. Why do you always shake your head? Because every week, every month, I forget to write the fucking jingle. And now you're like, leave it. It says my name. I'm I awesome. keep saying, rewrite the jingle if you I, uh, want. Right, and then you no. never do. And Just this one, Unger, what's this one all about? Unger. Uh, this is also about vetting. Okay. Um, this was uh, brought up in the chat room. We can't hear you. Hey, microphone. Sorry. <laughs> This was brought up sometime in the chat room uh, some time ago, and it's kind of been in the back of my mind, and you know, you guys wanted to bring one up, and I posted on the thing. So, uh, basically, the, the thread started off with, do you guys think dungeons uh, that vet people initially should continually vet their members later on down the road? Um, that's, that's the question? That's basically yeah, how would, a cl- how would a club know if one of its members has committed, uh, has done something outside the club, or if someone finds out, how should they let the club know? Um, and is there an accountability there? Yeah. This so is why it's easier just to say, hey, we just let adults be adults. <laughs> See, You're it's talking a, it, about two ends of the spectrum, though. Yeah, but what I'm yeah. saying is that that question, that is one of the... Because the reality is, is if you do want to be a part of an organization that is dedicated to having people have safer experiences and keeping people in your community that are going to do their best to respect limits and, and, and be a positive member vetting doesn't end. It can end. And that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and you do have to be involved in, in that kind of drama sometimes where you're like, how does this, this happen? How does this come up? That's if you decide you're going to be the kind of club that vets people. Yes. All right. Which threshold has been. A threshold doesn't vet people. Well, I mean, yeah. what would you consider vetting? I mean, if somebody comes forward with a complaint and says, hey, this person, this is I've, I've sent this email many times. That's as, different. As That's where, where someone says they have a problem with someone and, and you say, hey, um, we can't make a move on this unless you have a restraining order or there's some sort of legal action. But you have made us aware we will watch the person. The person is automatically on our radar. The dungeon monitors will know that, hey, if this person comes in and acts completely normal, then we won't do anything about it. But if there is something legal that is brought forward, we will honor that and tell the person to leave. I don't think that's vetting, right? That's a, that's a, it's a type of vetting. That's a type but of vetting. I think that when people think vetting, they think that anybody who walks through the door has been pre-vetted and we know that they're safe. You know, no, we don't. We don't. No, we're not individual. Yeah, people can come in and get a chance to you know show themselves as either yeah. cool or a dickhead. I'm sorry, I've never, I've never seen thresholds. That kind of the only time it, it it happens so so infrequently that somebody will actually contact the board and say this person has this issue, and I, I, it actually has been uh, there. There is a restraining order. Or there isn't a restraining order. It happens so infrequently. We don't vet anybody that walks through. The most that we do is. If you're going to become a member, you have to sit through our hour-long orientation, sure. which I think is a lot. Well, I, I well, th- we're now we're at two ends of of what vetting is, you know. So, do we do any vetting, or are we willing 
to hear about people? Are we willing to uh, have our own investigation? Well, yes, we are. We've done it before. So do we vet each individual by asking about their personal history? I mean, however you can do Short of going to the police station with each person, they're just going to lie. Yeah. You know, so but there are some dungeon clubs throughout the U.S. who um, it's that by invitation only. That have a more yeah. Thorough. You yeah. have to be brought up by somebody. You have well, we to do. Be. We have two members parties a month, so I mean, that's it's a kind of vetting that you've gone. At least you understand what our rules are. You're somebody that has signed a paper that says you will follow that, and we do have a waiver that we sign at every single party. Every single person that comes in that door has to acknowledge that that they will follow our rules. So in a sense, that's a kind of vetting. But yeah, as far as like personally, you know, bending someone over and putting a gloved finger up their ass and, you know, checking them out, Kathy. What kind of vetting is that? What I would you find out? I, I don't know. Find out if they got polyps, I, you know. <laughs> send him to the doctor. Send it to the doctor. You got I'm, something that needs to be checked you, out you there, buddy. get this checked out, buddy. I'm glad we vetted you. <laughs> now, if, if someone... If we see someone behaving certain ways and other people come up to us, this happens with the DMs quite a bit, sure. um, with, hey, I'm thinking about playing with so-and-so, what do you think? We'll be honest and go, I wouldn't play with them if you're new, or they tend to do this, I wouldn't do that. Right. I, again, I don't know that I would call that vetting because that is well, you're asking for somebody's tight, personal no, that's opinion. Someone, yeah, but that's, that's still but, a vetting. But I mean, that someone's vetting person them to is you. coming to me to vet the other person. Exactly. And that's anger giving someone their personal opinion. That is right. not threshold giving a blanket. We vet this person. They're a good person. They're a bad person. It's not like every no, we don't. DM Kathy, across if you're look, the if, board. Kathy, if you're looking for an answer that we do not have an official vetting program Dude, for each member. Dude, don't get up in my face. I'm just saying we, we vet in certain ways. People we, we here, vet, listen, yeah. people hear the term vetting and they have in their mind an idea of what that is. And it probably isn't what you think it is. Well, it, I don't know. You seem to think it's more than what I think it is. No, I'm actually playing devil's advocate. Okay. So the average person who's listening to it says, oh my God, threshold vets. That's great. I'm going to feel so much more comfortable. Why? Because they vet. What does that mean to you? Well, that means they know who's coming in through the door. Well, then that's why we're talking about what threshold does. But you well, don't get in my face, man. Hey, bro. You, bro. Yeah. Vagina. <laughs> Polyp. But I've also, I've also had incidents where Tiger attack her with your if you're with your violent butterfly vagina. Tiger is not attacking me with her vagina. <laughs> Tiger, that's not your labia. Is it? Your labia doesn't sound like that, right? <laughs> right in your face, man. And you, and you know, butterfly you wings have that right little in your dust. face. Yeah, maybe I do. I'm gonna spread her labia and put it right over your face. Oh my god! Like silly putty. I don't think it's that. It's no, that it's thing, not. It's it? not that. <laughs> like all of a sudden, she's like, "Hey, man, you guys have made my <laughs> fucking vagina pretty big right now, and I'm a little feel a little uncomfortable about that." All right. Well, actually, we cut Unger off. Unger, what were you saying? Again, I know it's going to be a theme on this show. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? I, I forgot. Uh, a couple things. I've actually, because I'm associated with a couple of other groups, not just Threshold, I've had one group I do things with vet people who are coming into their things because they're associated with other groups. And they go, hey, this guy's coming to a lot of things. What do you know about them? Yeah. So I've had other clubs do that. Also, if the DMs find out that someone's doing stuff at other clubs, we are going to be keeping an eye on the person. So there's a, an amount of vetting there. Is it like a I've, DM union? The, the, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I have DMs sent, talk. I've sent <laughs> emails to people who who I've gotten a number of people saying, "Hey, this person has done this, this, and this." I've actually sent 
when I was on the board, I've sent multiple emails to people saying, hey, you know what? Um, we're not going to have an investigation about this, but I just want you to know there are certain people who have said that you have behaviors that are things that, that, that would not fly at this dungeon. So if you come in, none of this applies to you if you're the type of person that comes in and you're going to follow the rules and, and be a part of that. But I just want you to know that we are aware that this has been said. So if you are this person, then we're going to find out about it and, and take action on that. And I've done that. I've literally sent to people I've never met in my life. And a couple of them are like, fuck you, man. And, and some of them are like, hey, you know what? I understand. I appreciate that. And I'll come in and I'm going to you know, be on my best behavior. Right. What was said in the chat room when you guys talked about this? Okay, guy's going to take uh, 10 minutes to look back at the history. Of he's <laughs> like, I'm going to just open I, this I up here. Get my spectacles. Um, <laughs> a big part of it is how much of that goes into people's personal lives. If if the club's actually trying to vet if they've done something extra bad outside of the club, right? Not like keep a dossier on every member. Right. I mean, you can't. I mean, if you if you have the ability to do that, if you're, I mean, I would say in a dungeon that has a much smaller population, it's a little easier. To, I could totally to, see to that happening that. in a more rural area, or it's an but area at the same time, how do you get in? You know, there is there a process for. You know, at Threshold, we kind of let people in and show themselves to be who they are. And there have been people that we've kicked the fuck out um, because they came in and showed themselves very quickly to not be uh, someone we wanted here. And as far as the question goes, I don't think the club, any club, has the responsibility to do vetting. I, I think maybe as a business, no, but as a social responsibility, I think there needs to be at least an awareness and that the people who come to your club need to know that maybe we don't have a specific process where every single person we go to the police station with you and check your record, but that the people who come to this club know that if they do bring concerns to us, we will hear them. And if they are, uh, if they are strong enough of a concern, that we will uh, not necessarily even intervene in the beginning, but we will become aware of it. We will pass that information around the other leaders, and we will watch this person extra closely. So I think that's important for a club, especially one that wants to promote safety. If you want to promote safety and you say, ah, we don't vet people, that's your fucking problem, happens outside the dungeon, fucking whatever, as long as they don't do it inside the dungeon, you can say that, but it's hard to promote yourself as, as a place that promotes safety if you don't back up. Right. The people at your dungeon, mm -hmm. you know, and hearsay will play itself out. Some people could come out and people have come to me and lied about people and said that, you know, and so hopefully that will come to the top, too. And we want those people out of the dungeon as well, too. Mm -hmm. But I think it's I think it's a good. Uh, a we good used to do it more in the long, long ago. Yeah, sure. When there was. When there yeah, was, it was when, more when underground. Every, and Well, every party was a member's party. Right. There were no community parties when we did the four year or three year, whichever it was. I can right. never remember. Right. Was it what word of mouth or? Yeah, basically. I mean, you had to go through an orientation. You, you, yeah, you well, you you could still be a, a guest of a member, but you came with them. You you know, we we have that rule now, but it's a lot harder to enforce, right. the, the, especially the leaving with them. But then everybody was a member or a guest of a member. There were no community parties, and back then, so at that point, it is okay. You're coming with this person. You're not a member. We can tell we've not seen you before. Wow. Yeah. Four yeah. parties a year. That's and orientation scary. was not the same day as parties either. Uh -huh. So you had to make a special extra trip. They wanted to make to you somewhere. work for it. Yeah. And there was no FetLife 
or Facebook right. to find this out. If you were lucky, you found it in a in an MSN or Hollywood Yahoo Express magazine. Or no, something. actually, Hollywood <laughs> Express didn't even have it. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's good. That was good. That's good. Two sides of the story. Two sides. That's right. So uh, moderate vetting, can we at least call that? Can we call it moderate? I or think that, m- that having a set of rules and having DMs there to monitor it is a type of vetting. Okay. Yeah. That's it's all I'm saying, Kathy. Is that all you're that saying? That we do something. Let's make, let's make let's love, make love let's not Let's make war. love. Can I fuck your mouth, Kathy? No. Can you fuck my mouth? Uh, sure. Uh, I'll fuck your mouth. Oh my I'll God, get just, my orange sparkly just dildo just, and no, fuck your mouth with it. that's not you. Yes. That's not it's, you. It's an extension of me. No, 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 yes. no, no. Don't play that dominant toy extension of that it shit. A, my flogger that only is an works extension of me. <laughs> it is an extension of my manhood. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? I've got is perverted it? mailbox if you want to talk about it, but we can... Oh, it, it wasn't on the thing. Let's, well, let's, because I didn't know how long the show was going to be. Oh, do you want to do... Well... You want to do perverted memo? Uh, everyone wants uh, video of Kathy fucking bo- Boogie's mouth, by the way. Oh, really? I was saying the with her room. vagina. Thank you, chat room. <laughs> I didn't say how. I never or said how it was dildo. happening. I no. just said I, you guys were discussing. If you lie down on the floor, I could just ram it in. It'll be really easy. I'll be quick, Boogie. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, just do it. <laughs> 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 Can it's not a big dildo. Look at that. Oh, now Mew wakes up. <laughs> she's like, what? You're going to fuck daddy's mouth or the dildo? Yeah. Her she ass, is. she's flashing the audience. Well, no. What she's doing is, check this out. Okay. Flashing so, tiger? Yeah. No, no. She, she is ass beaming <laughs> tiger's beaming? vagina. Because she's under my legs. Look, she is perfectly aligned. She is perfectly aligned with tiger's vagina. vagina. And ass They're like communicado right now. It's like, ha, tiger. I'm Mew's ass. Hello there. I Are you love spreading you. her butt cheeks to make them talk? Yeah, I'm doing the Ace Ventura thing. It's it's old, but it's a good joke. It's still. Hello there. So, Joe, you have to do the same thing with her vagina. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> <Make a> talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love I love what you've done. I love your shade of lipstick. That's absolutely wonderful. Did you get that at the mall? Did you get that at the mall? <laughs> Oh my god, hey, got a sec. Sorry. <laughs> Did you see how fast Joe jumped in there? Grabbed her labia and started spooking them apart. <laughs> so you guys are closer now. You guys are closer. Let's just let's just end it on that. I don't care. And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you're in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining their kinky family. Thank you to everybody in the Love Lab tonight, especially to Unger and everybody in the chat room. Woo! To Sticks, who is now 34 years old. Woo! To <laughs> He's old. In the world. To Joe and Tiger. Woo! And Butterfly Labia. Woo! And Muse. Just... Throwing her ass rays at <laughs> Tiger. <laughs> and our new pew, 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 audience pew, pew, member, pew. Scotty. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or ideas, please email. Hey, did any? I'm very disappointed. I only see one pin up there. Well, nobody Unger told hasn't, us. Well, because Unger hasn't been here. No, nobody emailed nobody us. Emailed nobody us emailed us and said, us. I live here. Yeah, you should Give go on our FetLife page. Um, or whatever, and just say Germany, Sweden. No, not country, cities within country. We don't have a big enough map. Yes, we do! 
No, we ow, Jesus. Yes, we do. Christ, you're not Shut being a up. gentle sadist. I am not a gentle sadist. <laughs> that is not me. Kathy Kinnison. <laughs> no. Uh. God, don't you <laughs> I went in a sparkling dildo in my mouth! <laughs> oh, oh! You shall have it. <laughs> I don't even know where I was. If you have questions, comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037. And don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. Next yeah. week is show 160. And Are you spanking or did you say yes, that? I'm talk spanking. Wait, put the microphone up there. <laughs> okay, so we'll just, I'll, every foul, every syllable, get it under there. Every word I say is going to be a spanking on mute. And then I'm going to grab her butt cheeks and make her talk. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Mike can't pick that up. <laughs> I was, was picking up just fine. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I had my midlife, you know, my 15th midlife crisis, going to kill myself crisis. And so when I got out of the hospital, I was making a new electronic song. And I just decided to not give a fuck about, you know, what the rules of EDM are. And I just said, I'm just going to kind of go off the rails every now and again. And so that's what I did. The song's called, you heard it. I did hear it. <laughs> I like it. I, I'm not familiar with EDM music. I didn't know you were going off the rails. Yeah, yeah it went pretty off the rails. <laughs> pretty <laughs> off the rails. The song's called, Ate a Bug. Ate <laughs> a Bug. Ate a goddamn bug. If you've ever been to the desert rave, you know what I'm talking about. God uh, damn it. Here it is. We will see you guys next week. Yeah.
That was highly inappropriate.